Hey, hustlers, welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey hustlers, welcome to episode number 47 of The Hustle Show. My name is Christian Ariola. I'm the host here today and I'm super excited to have you here and thank you so very much for tuning in to another great story that we're going to share with you. Remember that The Hustle Show is where we have real no filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs about the harsh reality that nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. So I'm super excited for today's journey, sharing it with you from Chanel from um, a PHP agency over in, she has a, a couple of offices, but I wanted to have her on the show because her story, you know, she's been, she's a true hustler. She, her story is, is just amazing, very inspirational, like most of the stories that we share. So I wanted to have her on the show and guide her, you know, guide us a little bit through her story and her struggles and everything that's behind the scenes of everything that, that we do as an entrepreneur. And before we jump into the the chat with her, I want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to this show yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button right now, whether you're watching this in our YouTube channel or you are listening in our podcast audio experience, make sure you hit it right now, subscribe to the show as we will continue to create top-notch motivational content for you. And without further ado, welcome Chanel. Hi, how are you today, Christian? Hey, doing great. So excited to have you here. Um, We've been we've been friends for a bit, few months already, and and I know a little bit about your story, so I thought, hey, we need to share your story with the hustlers too. That's so awesome, Gretchen. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to you and to speak to the hustlers on your show. Hello, hustlers! It's my first time doing a podcast or interview of some sort, so forgive me if I'm a little nervous. That's okay. That's okay. It's a and it's gonna be very relaxed, very chill. Um, uh, you're, we're definitely gonna have a lot of fun. Even though I know we talk about uh, you know, some some of the struggles and some of the of the hurdles from life, but still pretty fun. So guide us yeah, a little well, bit. Yeah, guide us a little bit through your story. How did you become an entrepreneur and, and you know, what's the story there? Okay, so um you know, basically my background is uh, obviously I, I haven't always had a background in entrepreneurship or business. Um I actually used to be in the food and hospitality industry. So there is a, uh, a, a national company I used to work for, um, and uh, I used to work for another concepts that specialized in uh, steak, steakhouse. And right at the college, um, I had this basic story, Christian, where I was um, 18, going to school. I lived in San Antonio, so I went to UTSA, go to Runners, right? Um, and I was trying to find a job to go ahead and just kind of support myself while I was going to, you know, class, you know, have gas money, food money, that kind of stuff. Um, I started working for this, this steakhouse concept, and I actually stayed with them for a five-year period, um, transitioning out of college as well. So this steakhouse I worked for, um, I started off as a server, very part-time, uh, quickly moved to become uh, one of the best servers in the restaurant um, in the region. I was asked to go open and... Uh, Moved and opened a new location um, five hours away from San Antonio. Went ahead and did that. You know, got into management, got into corporate training. So I really built a career in restaurant management over a five-year period of this company. Um, and I think it's really important to understand how we start our beginnings because I never would have thought about entrepreneurship 
or business in general if I had not gone through those experiences of being at a full-time job. Um, one thing about the decisions that pushed me into to becoming an entrepreneur and being in business for myself was basically my experience being a full-time employee. You know, I was very grateful for the opportunity to work for uh, that company. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, the experiences you get from being a full-time employee at a job are very different from in your own business in a sense that, you know, while I was being paid very well, uh, for my age bracket, actually, I was making, like, $60,000 a year. Um, to a lot of people, um, that's good money. To some people, it's not good enough. I mean, but for someone who is uh, a young woman in her early 20s, $60,000 a year, you know, out of college was pretty good compared to most of my period and career degree, right? Um, and I just started feeling like I had to perform more, do more. But no matter how much I performed, no matter how much I did, my, in my increase in pay wasn't going to happen. Because you really think about it, what's $60,000 a year after taxes? But I was working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week under a lot of stress, under a lot of pressure to constantly perform, constantly improve. And then when you kind of felt like you hit like a good milestone, you know, there was always something at the job that kind of held you back. Something that, and I guess I'm speaking from like a woman's perspective or a, a millennial perspective, but I just didn't feel like I was growing or being groomed to grow the way that I should have. So I was pretty frustrated at my job. You know, I was overworked. I was underpaid. I didn't feel like anybody was mentoring me or, or growing me. Um, and I was really questioning whether or not I wanted to stay in, uh, you know, hospitality. Um, fast forward a couple of months towards the end of my tenure at that restaurant. Um, six months before I left the company, I had a major life event happen. Um, are we okay with sharing stuff like this? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um my dad passed away actually um six months before we before i left the uh my job my dad passed away and it was one of those situations where it really hit me the hardest about where i was in life whenever i had to deal with that situation in my family um my dad passed away uh and he was very young he was 47 when he passed away um, my dad would pass away unexpectedly um you know just heart attack one day and um at the time him and my mom had just moved to a completely new state um they were there for three days my mom worked one full shift when my dad had a heart attack early in the morning and i remember getting that phone call and it was one of the hardest calls i had ever had to take in my life and i don't even remember talking from hearing the, the news and you know i remember that day i was supposed to open the restaurant i was supposed to do an opening shift and I remember calling my boss at the time, who was a good friend of mine, um, and he just didn't know what to say. And, you know, I'm a mom. At the time, my daughter was uh, about a year old, maybe a little over a year old. You know, me and my partner, we were in Uber, we had a house, we were just, life was, was, was okay, apart from being frustrated about work. And when my dad passed away, it really pushed my limits to see how much more I could handle. Um, I remember telling my, my, my bosses, hey, you know, I need some time off. You know, my dad passed away out of state. You know, we're trying to figure out all the arrangements. We're trying to figure out all the details. And when that happened, you know, they just um, didn't give me, like, time, if that makes sense. 
I'm not sure Christian or hustlers if any of you have ever been through a situation, but you know, for normal, and I wouldn't say normal, but for 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 in a, in a workplace, you know, normal corporations will give you three days of bereavement, and that's pretty much about it. You know, being in a management position, it's a tougher choice. You know, you gotta have three days to take care of you and take care of, and then back to work. You know, I'm the oldest of four kids. You know, my mom's distraught. I mean, they're hours away. My family's originally from Canada. There's a whole lot of details we had to go over. I requested 30 days off of work um, and was told, hey, you can have your 30 days under the FMLA leave, but it's not paid. So at that point, you're thinking, okay, well, I got to take care of this stuff for my family. My dad didn't have life insurance. We had to have finances to, to kind of figure out and rearrange for that. Um, we had, uh, I had my house still, my daughter still. I mean, there was a lot of things happening. And then towards like the second week of my dad, you know, having him pass away, um, the phone calls start coming in. Hey, when are you coming to work? Hey, when do you think you'll be back? Hey, when do you think your arrangements are going to be made? Chanel, you know, your dad loved you. And it was like the, the audacity of some people to say, hey, you know, your dad wouldn't want you to be like this, live this way. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm not living a certain way. I'm trying to take care of arrangements. and I need time and money and resources to do that. And I don't have any of those three. So that really pushed me to realize that I did not have control over my time, my money, or my resources when that life event happened. And in the six months after my dad passed away, I was really doing a lot of soul searching, trying to figure out where could I be, where could I go, what could I do, where I could have better control of my time, finances, and resources so that if anything like this ever happened again, there wouldn't have to be a choice anymore. And so when I was introduced to financial services six months after, um, it was a no-brainer for me entrepreneurship and business was the only way to go because it gave me that freedom of choice. Right. That makes sense. And and I've seen that, I mean, you know, the, the way that corporate America is and how pushy they are and, and, you know, it's, it's okay for some people, but you really in your core know that it's not for you and, and you're just looking desperate for that exit out. So, yeah. so how, okay. So you ran into this financial opportunity But how was that transition going from super, uh, you know, a demanding job in corporate America to becoming an entrepreneur full time? How was that transition like in your life? Um, the transition was um, challenging, to say the least. Um, and just to let you know, Christian, I'm not sort of a financial advisor. I got to put that uh, uh, disclaimer out there. I am a licensed insurance agent and financial coach, but I'm not a sort of a financial advisor. I can make sure uh, my hustlers, the hustlers out there don't. Point out little things, but um, you know the, the the transition from coming from going from corporate America to being in business for yourself is a huge one. You know, when you're in corporate America, whether you work a part time job, a full time job, your your salary or not salary, um, there is the uh, a set of rules and guidelines you follow, but you're not determining those rules. You're not determining those guidelines. It's, it's determined by the company, and so it's, it's kind of like a daily checklist. Like every day, you know, you have to come in by this time, get this, 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 this done. If you don't get it done, you get reprimanded. And if you get reprimanded so many times, there's a big possibility that they'll let you go from your job, which means you, you don't have any money, you don't have a job. Um, there's a lot of things that come from that. Um, and, and that's really what happens in a job atmosphere, regardless of whatever position or where you are, that's really what it is. You're, you're being given a task, told to do the task, If you finish a task, you're rewarded. If you're not, you're punished. And there is someone always there to hold you accountable for what you're doing. When you're self-employed and you're running a business, 
Um, I wouldn't say there's no accountability, but the accountability is no longer on other people. It's really towards yourself. Instead of someone giving you a checklist of by this time, show up to the office and this is done by 12 and from 12 to 3, this has to be done. No one's telling you how to do that. No one's showing you how to do that. You have to come up with your own schedule, your own tasks for every day, your own checks and balances, and you're holding yourself accountable or you're putting somebody in place to hold you accountable. That's really the difference between working in a corporate America and being self-employed. Now, the transition from going from um, corporate America to, to self-employment is that accountability is a huge thing no one really thinks about. I know everyone said it's, it's awesome to be your own boss. And it's awesome to not have to listen to anybody. It's awesome to create your own schedule. But at the end of the day, if you take someone who's so used to you know, being told when to show up, when to take a break, what to do for a 12-hour right. shift, you put them in a self employed atmosphere they don't know what to do those first of all and if they don't have it really quickly or find out what they're supposed to do very quickly they just end up wasting time and resources and in the end they don't make any money at all so i know you were going through a lot of things personally and and you going through this transition from corporate america um into becoming an entrepreneur full-time But I want to hear a little bit more. How were those six months, the beginning, the first six months that you went on your own, that you opened and you were joining this uh, new industry that was completely new to you? How were those six months for you emotionally, physically, and, and everything involved? Um, you know, Christian, I would say that the first six months are always the, the most challenging, but it actually was not a six-month period if you really think about it. Um, that six months grew into like, I would say about a year, maybe a little over a year and a half. And the reason why is because the first six months, Christian, I had to really change a couple of things about um, my mindset, my work ethic, my daily habits, because transitioning from corporate America to being self-employed, it's completely different. You take someone that is in corporate America, they're being told uh, what to do, when to check in, when to check out, when to take lunch. Um, And they've got daily tasks every day. And if they do well, then, you know, everything's good. If they don't do well, they get reprimanded. If you get reprimanded, then you're chanting them your job. Um, when you're self-employed, when you're an entrepreneur, <clears throat> no one's giving you the, the go-to on when to show up, when to leave, what daily tasks have to run by when. And the accountability is not there to hold you accountable if you don't come through on what you're supposed to do. So the first six months, I really, really, really had to learn more. Um, I had to really be more accountable. I had to have a better work ethic. I had to have a better uh, daily habit routine. I had to really push myself, teach myself um, this new industry, this new environment, and know that whatever I was doing, one, don't be too hard on myself, but two, hold myself accountable and keep going. Um, that Those first six months, you know, you're just not prepared. You're really not prepared. And financially, when you go through this, you know, no one tells you about the financial struggle. I'm going to talk about the next, you know, year, year and a half after the first six months. The first six months, Christian, are super critical. You know, I just talked about um, work ethic and daily habits. <clears throat> the next two parts of the first six months that were hard was the, was the mindset and the uh, financial issue. For whatever reason, entrepreneurs, you know, they'll tell you in the beginning they were broke, yeah, 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 all this stuff, but they don't address the reason why you were broke in the beginning. And I think we actually need to clearly need to say it. When you are working at a job, you are getting a paycheck every week, every two weeks, every what, however many times a month you get paid. And it's usually a certain amount or it's ballpark around the same amount. 
and you know that you can depend on that money to pay your bills and make choices in life. When you go from being employed to having a guaranteed paycheck to being self-employed and it's not guaranteed, um, you start stressing. You've got physical stress, emotional stress, mental stress, and every day you want to throw in the towel because you really don't know what, what you're going to do because you need money. And what people don't tell you is the reason why you're broke in the beginning is issue one, you don't have a guaranteed paycheck anymore. But issue two, because your work ethic, your daily habits, and your mentality is not there, oh my goodness, you're not going to make money in the beginning. And that's just the first six months because that's the first set of problems that you're going to deal with. After those six months, Christian, when you go into the year, year and a half mark, um, you learn how to deal with the challenges better. You learn how to manage the stress better. Yeah, you haven't quit yet. You haven't thrown in the towel. So you figured out this is something you want to do. But then you start running into how do I run an actual business? Whatever industry you're in, whether you're in my industry, which is insurance financial services, whether you're in health and wellness, whether you're in fitness, whether you're in whatever you do, design, fashion, I don't know, sales and distribution, you got to learn the actual business components. Um, you know, year to year and a half mark, I was in a completely new market by myself with no one really to help me. My mentorship and my leadership was nine hours away. Um, I mean, in those beginning stages, after those first six months of problems I'm dealing with, the next six months were how do I run a business with no actual running a business experience, one, and two, without the help of people that I desperately need around me. And so I had to learn very quickly, uh, you know, how to run appointments how to dress, what to say, where to meet. I had to learn uh, how to go get an office lease. I had to learn um, how to market myself. I had to learn how to do sales, how to close people. Um, you know, funny thing, Christian, now that I'm thinking about it, most people don't think that when you're in business, you have to know sales, but in reality, you do. Everything you do in business is revolved around sales. Otherwise, you make no, no money. So it kind of boggles my mind when you get people who say I'm not good in sales, but they want to be in business and they want to be entrepreneurs. Well, the first thing you have to learn is how to market yourself and how to be good in sales. So, you know, that year and mark, the year and a half mark, Christian, was all about how to run a business in a new market with no one's help and how to make it um, scale to a point where it was an actual business. Because at some point, when everyone first starts Christian, they're in sales whether they like it or not. They're selling for themselves. They are selling for the startups of their business. They are in sales. They are salespeople. Even if you're the CEO, CFO, whatever title you give yourself, you're still a salesperson. As you scale the business and put in place a system of operations, um, then you can start you know, delegating tasks and, and roles and things like that. And you can kind of uh, step off the, the, the front runner of, of that, that um, division for just a, a little bit. But really, you're in sales for the beginning. So first six months was about the financial resources, the mentality, the daily habits, the work ethic. The next six months, uh, like the year mark, year and a half mark, was how to put a system in place to actually operate and run a business. That makes sense. And, and you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that you were overthinking everything because that's exactly how I am, too. Like, uh, even though I'm an action taker, I'm always overthinking things. So, like, I can I can jump in and take action right away. But on the back of my mind, I'm always just thinking, like, what's going to happen? This is going to happen, maybe A or B or C. And I end up with, like, 10 different plans of what's going to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you took action. And I think that's the key here. You know, it's it's 
uh, it's okay to to overthink because we will always do that. But as long as you take action, and that's something that I always share, you know, you will move forward. You will change things around. And 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 while you were developing your mindset, did you ever thought about quitting during those six months that it was too tough and and just you know throw it back and go back to corporate America? Oh, absolutely. That was like an everyday, every hour type of. Um, uh, it was every day, every hour type of thought. I mean, you know, one big thing people don't talk about is when you go from you know, corporate America to, to self-employment, um, the finance situation, the money situation, people don't really talk about it because it's sometimes really sensitive. But, you know, at the time that I made that transition, I wasn't financially prepared. And it's so important to talk about that because um, when you go from expecting a paycheck every two weeks, every week, however often you get paid, it's a certain value. You you go ahead and you base all of your life choices around around that money coming in. If you don't have savings, um, you know, um, put to the side to, to take care of those financial decisions you need to make for at least a six months to a year long period after you leave corporate marriage and start your own business, um, it gets tough on you emotionally. Uh, physically, mentally, and you feel like throwing in the towel every single day. Because what they don't tell you is that when you go from full from a full-time job to self-employment, you're not going to make money right away. You're not going to have money coming in every two weeks like you thought you would. And a lot of it has to be back to what we talked about in terms of what were your values, what were your priorities, what were your um, your belief system and your work ethic and what you're supposed to do, how well do you understand your new, your new role, your new, uh, your new business? Do you know how to make money in your new business? Do you know how to hold yourself accountable? And because those things aren't set in stone, because you don't have a good work ethic or habit in this new arena, you're just not going to make the money you thought you would. And so every single day, you're going to want to quit. Every month, you're going to want to quit. Every week, you don't have money in the bank account, you're going to want to quit. At first, it feels good to know that you're empowering yourself and you're not you know listening to your boss and you know, all other stuff but when the money starts draining out of that account you end up wanting to go back to that boss because you have a sense of, of security there and having a guaranteed paycheck yeah exactly and i really appreciate you sharing that because it's true i mean not a lot of people talk about it that's one of the things that i went through and i and i talk a little bit about it but you know most people won't because you know whatever reason but it's very important for people to understand that, you know, when you have that money on, on the back of your mind and, and definitely the business is gonna not going to be successful day one and it might take you months or even years to be profitable and and having that cushion, um, it's definitely it's definitely something that we recommend. So if if you had that option or that opportunity to talk to Chanel back in the day, you know, you had her in front of you, why would you tell her? what would you kind of fix in the way that she was going through? You know, if I could sit with a person years ago who first started um, in financial services and really took that leap of faith and said, I'm going to do this, I would say a couple of things. There's three things I would probably talk about. The first is, um, you know, one, don't overthink everything. Take more action versus, you know, having everything too thought out. While it's good to have, um, I've written out business plan, it's good to have like a daily schedule written out, it's good to be organized and structured, 
you know, part of it is don't overthink it. Don't think about what this person's going to say. Don't anticipate negative reactions. Don't, you know, start, start challenging yourself to have more activity and actually get things done. I would really talk to her about that. The second thing I would talk about is don't fight with your partner. Whatever you do, don't, don't put blame on your partner. Accept more responsibility. Um, don't, you know, uh, what's the word, pressure on the relationship, whether it's personal or business. Always know that there's a reason why you chose to work together and a reason where you think it's going to go. You know, we can touch up on that real quick. Um, my partner in life and my partner in business, uh, his name is Hector. I mean, we do everything together from personal to, to our, like, our business relationship. And in the beginning when we first started in business, not only was I unprepared mentally to shift from employee to, to um, uh, self-employed, um, I didn't, I mean, in our relationship, we just didn't know how to communicate. We were so, we were excited. We were so happy to start something new together, but working together every day caused a big strain on, on both aspects of a relationship and we just didn't know how to handle it. So in the end, I had a lot of uh, blame. I had a lot of guilt. I had a lot of, what are the lost communication issues? And I think a lot of people don't talk about that aspect either, where couples, whether you work on business together or not, if at least one person is involved in some sort of business or entrepreneurship type of activity, there has to be a lot of support, a lot of communication, because at the end of the day, no one will be successful if they constantly feel like they're being criticized, like they're being held to too high of a standard, like like what they're doing, the effort is not good enough yet because there's no results yet, there's no money yet. So I would talk about that. I would talk about that. I would also talk about, um, you know, third thing is uh, to just really have fun and to enjoy the process. Um, I know it sounds cliche to say that, but I think when you have stress in life, and I think when you have all these things you're overthinking, you end up starting to not like this journey that you're on, and you end up starting to not like the, uh, the uh, what's the word, like the, the new activity you're about to do. So case in point, whenever you feel like you're having, um, you don't have support from family and friends, when you feel like, you know, there's, there, there's money issues, like the stress because of the financial situation, um, when you feel like you're wanting to quit and, and give it the power every single day, you forget the reasons why you originally want to do things. And so eventually you start not liking the journey. You start not liking what the end result is supposed to be. You stop believing yourself pretty much. That makes sense. And I mean, again, thank you so much for sharing, you know, in such a, a, a transparent way, like we like it here at the Hustle Show, be transparent, being honest and you know, talking about this stuff that most people won't talk about and they won't show off on social media. Um, and, and I just, I just eagerly waiting to ask you, what do you think is the one thing to your success that got you to where you are right now? Um, like the one, like, the, what do like you think? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think that is the one thing about you that helped you get to where you are? Uh, I would say, I mean, I think there are two big things. I think one is, um, one is like my gut feeling. Um, too many people are taught not to trust our gut about a lot of things. Um, and I, for lack of a better word, gut, right? I, I have a gut feeling about a lot of stuff. And so, um, I'm very careful to trust this gut feeling, whether it's about business opportunity, people I meet, decisions I have to make. I really get in tune with myself to figure out, is this, whatever it is, is this the right thing to do? Is this the right? So I really, it's a gut feeling. Um, And then number two, uh, I would have to credit 
I would have to credit the, the partner that I have in everything because he supported me in everything that I've done along the way. And the neat thing about couples who are uh, committed to each other, whether it's in personal or business, is that they don't quit at the same time. And so if you have someone that's really feeling down about something or whatever it is in life or business, you know, one person may feel down, but the other person has to quit. And then as time goes on, if the other person quits, this person's back up. And so two things I would think that have contributed to that is one, I got feeling and being in tune with how, how I feel about things and, and being in tune with, you know, the choices I make. But number two is having a partner who's supportive in everything. Yeah, exactly. So I want to change gears a little bit talking about your story to what I like to call the hustle round. We're going to play this word game. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give a word at you and then whatever first word that comes to mind, that's what you're going to say out loud. Sounds like a plan. All right, let's do it. Hustle. Hector. <laughs> Employee. Paycheck. Boss. Management. College. Uh, waste of money. Fear. Mindset. Weakness. Ownership. Strengths. Um, accountability. Motivation. Vision board. Books. Uh, growth. And last but not least, Chanel. Hmm, that's a good one. Speaker. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So to everybody that is listening to us, I would like to give you a few minutes or a few seconds to give us a little bit of, of motivational uh, word from you on, on somebody that probably is listening to us right now that have the corporate job, have the day-to-day, -day, the, the nine-to-five. They're trying to build a business on the site. And even though they're hustling, they're not at the point where they want to be. What would you say to them to inspire them to keep pushing and to keep hustling? Um, <clears throat> to whoever you are out there listening and you either relate to my message or like Christian said, you, you want, you're starting a business and you want to start a business, you're still at your job, um, and maybe you're experiencing challenges, um, there's three things I would focus on. Um, first thing I would focus on is to, to make sure that number one, Um, you clearly understand why you're doing what you do. And it's so important because a lot of people don't talk about this stuff. They talk about, you know, the end result, but the end results never very clear. Everyone's end result is different. For myself, I want to have freedom of, of choice to do whatever I can do or want to do with my time, finance, resources, my family. For, for you, you might be wanting to, to buy a home. You might be wanting to take care of your family financially. You might want that nice luxury Lamborghini. I'm not sure what it is, but know what your intentions are, what the end result is, why you're doing what you're doing very clearly. And make sure that whatever it is, have a superficial goal and have a selfish one. Because if you don't have a selfish one uh, or a superficial one together, you're really never going to accomplish what you're going to accomplish. Have a selfish desire. Know that you're doing this for you. Know that you're doing this for your daughter. Know that you're doing this for your partner, for your mom, for your dad. Know that you have to buy that house or you'll be homeless. Know that you have to you know, take care of this debt or you'll never, whatever the case is. And whatever your superficial reason is, because you want to go on vacation, buy a car, have a purse, whatever the case is, have those reasons everywhere. Post them on your wall, create a vision board, tell as many people as you can 
that support you, that were going to hold you accountable, but just know why you're doing what you're doing. Because in those moments where you feel like you're about to give up, you just have to be reminded of why you're going through this entire process to begin with. If entrepreneurship and business is so easy, everybody would be doing it. But there's a very big reason why champions and winners make it to the end. And that's because they never forgot what their original goal was and why they were doing what they were doing before. The second thing is I would go ahead and I would find a mentor in whatever area of business that you're in or, or entrepreneurship that you're in and stick with it. My mentor in business, I have two mentors. One is Patrick McDavid, the value payment and COP, the agency. And the second mentor, his name is Jason Graziani. He's a, a president's council chairman of the company, been in the industry for 13 years. Both of these gentlemen have shaped the way that I've been thinking, communicating, processing, and growing in business over the last two years. Okay? That was my proven mentor in business. Find a proven mentor in business. Find someone in whatever area that you're doing who is successful, who's willing to, to teach and mentor, and who's going to be transparent with you and hold you accountable and see you grow for your success at all times. Find a mentor. And the last thing, the third thing, <clears throat> is change your daily habits. Whatever you do on a daily basis, change your daily habits. If you watch television every single night before going to bed, pick up a book instead. Why watch an hour of television when you can pick up a book on communication, on self-development, on identity, on growth, on whatever, and you could improve your skills? If you, you know, uh, sleep in an hour late every day, wake up an hour earlier, go work out, go run, go do something fitness related. You know, a lot of people out there, um, especially successful people, they're fit. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really see obese, overweight, and that's not a shot on anyone. But you really don't see unhealthy, self-made people. They take care of their health for a very big reason. So if you sleep an hour late, wake up an hour early, get the gym. Um, if you talk to the same people every single day, you know, make it a goal to go meet five new people. If you uh, every single day, you know that you uh, have to be at the office by a certain time, make the same thing for whatever your business is. Know that by this time, you have to be working on this part of your business. So change your daily habits. So one is have your selfish goal, uh, have your um, superficial goals written out, know why you're doing what you're doing at all times, be very clear about your intentions. Two, find a mentor in your area of business that you want to learn from. And three, change your daily habits. Awesome. I really appreciate sharing everything, um, you know, all the, all the motivation that you're sharing right now. The last thing is, how can people connect if they want to follow you around, they want to check out what you're up to, what you're working on? How can they find you? Okay, that's a great question. Um, if people want to go ahead and connect with me, um, I'm on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, not Twitter, though. You name it, I probably am on it, except Twitter, right? I'm just kidding. Um, if you want to link up with us, um, there's going to be a little, I guess, toggle at the end. Are you going to put a toggle for me? Christian? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna link it in the show notes at the hustle show that co slash THS four seven. Awesome. So click on the links below and you can get connected with me on social media. Awesome. Well, again, Chanel, thank you so very much for being here today, spending your morning. Um, we're, we're actually recording this on a Sunday morning. Uh, it was 7 a.m. my time, 8 your time. So we're definitely the hustle example here. Uh, not the typical Sunday, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. 
So I really appreciate you you being here, sharing your story, being very honest with us today. And and thanks so much for all the inspiration that you gave all the hustlers. Um, I, I wish you nothing but success. And, and, you know, I know I will continue talking to you. So, you know, best of success in the future. Thank you so much, Christian Hustlers. It was great talking to you. You guys have an awesome day. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.